Hi, welcome to the Skate Creative Podcast. My name is Joel Curtis. I'm a musician and skateboarder. This week's guest on the podcast is Stephen King. Kingy is a UK social documentary, portrait photographer and university lecturer. For nearly a decade, he was a staff photographer at Document Skateboard magazine. I talked to Kingy about growing up in Liverpool's skate scene, starting photography and the importance of mentors in his life, the early days of Document, the collaborative nature of all his photography work, dealing with back injuries and his post-skateboarding career in art and education. Kingy was part of a generation that pushed skate photography to new levels of creativity and excellence and his work on document with Percy Dean, Joel O'Connor and Sam Ashley helped bring UK skateboarding to the next level. To find out more about Kingy and his work, follow the links in this podcast description. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Amazing, how you doing? You alright? Have you had a good day? Really good, yeah. Good to see you. It's been a long time. It fucking has, hasn't it? I, I, don't, I don't even fucking I dread to think when the last time I saw mm. you was a long time ago. I, said, I was thinking up. about it driving home from work just before, and I was trying to figure it out. Was it? I think I've got it down. I think the last time we, we met was um, the last big push that I did with uh, it was like a blueprint, and I think we all finished up in Sheffield. You're fucking kidding me. That's like like 12 2000, years ago. 2007. Fuck. No, is that true? Yeah. I must have like seen you at some... Like premiere somewhere or some shit like that. Surely, ah, because I've been um, I've been low profile since then, pretty much. <laughs> that was it. That was the that was the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> kind of, that's yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit, that's gnarly. I know. Yeah. It, it feels like yesterday, though, doesn't it? It's weird. I know. Yeah, it does. And then you try and remember all this stuff all the today. I was like, I can't try. It. Oh, fuck, it's all blank. <laughs> my fucking my memory's terrible as well. And that's one thing about doing this is like sometimes it's like it's been really nice. It's just like, oh shit, yeah, I do remember that. And it's like you know talking to people and stuff. And it's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know how much um, information I'm going to be able to uh, <laughs> it, glean. Do you know what? It usually comes back to people. Like and, and me as well, like during the conversation <laughs> rather than like beforehand. But yeah. So have you been teaching today? What have you been doing? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, been in work. Um, so are you doing that full time, or is that uh, yeah? Yeah, it came about. Um, luckily, really, um, at the very beginning of lockdown, um, Adam Cook, Howard, Howard Cook's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he works there, and actually, randomly, so it's Howard University Cook, of Wales, isn't it? Yeah, and in yeah. North Wales in Wrexham, right. okay. called uh, Glindore University. Right. Uh, and it's like the, art, like the art and design school. And um, yeah, weirdly, they both worked there, Howard and Adam. Dude, holy shit, what and, you um, It was like the first week of lockdown had happened, and I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do for work here? Because I've just been freelance. Nothing was happening. I had like a few projects like lined up at the beginning of lockdown, Everett, all the Funding got pulled. Oh, and I was Jesus. just like, oh, my God. And then, um, yeah, Adam called me out the blue and was like, right, someone was supposed to take over the role of uh, running the photography BA. And um, because of lockdown, they've pulled out of the job and we need someone this week. Shit. Can you do it? No way. And I was like, fuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's, so, Adam, uh, what's Adam doing there? He was running, he was uh, the program leader for graphics BA. Really? Fucking hell, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, but he's recently just left and got a job in Manchester. Manchester oh, right. Okay. Met. Right. Howard runs like the um, applied arts uh, wood shop there. Does he? Fuck. Yeah. That's so amazing. he's still there. And uh, so do you see much of work? Like, 
Yeah, like yeah. in passing, and we kind of try and just keep it on the down low. We're just like, fuck, if only they knew. <laughs> when, like, especially when the three of us were there, we're just like, how <laughs> could we be running like, an art school? Like, people's degrees on the line. So this is ridiculous. Just like, just a few few photos have come up. There's just like three of you, like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So That's we incredible. try to keep it on the down low a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's good funny uh, how things come around isn't it yeah no amazing so it's like it's, it's uh, that's been like two years then is it for you so yeah that started and i was just like yeah i'll do it part-time and then they were like oh you're doing a really good job can you take the oh, job and just take over and have you done program much teaching leader? before that or not really yeah i've done a little bit um i did it for like uh, about eight years part-time oh, right, just okay. outside liverpool in um st helens little town just outside there on a photography de- degree as well, but I just did like a day or two a week. Did that for about eight years. Yeah. Okay, and then, yeah, uh, so yeah, I'd had a bit of experience under my belt and then, um, yeah, it's pretty full on now though. I'm just kind of on my own running this photography degree. Just, right. <laughs> it's like an hour, over an hour each way drive into oh, Wales. So, so where are you living? You're, you're in Liverpool still or? I'm still in Liverpool. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty central or? Just south of the city. By the river, nice, yeah, tall middle class area, you know, near the schools. Well, punk, punk rockers have to settle down at some point, don't they? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. I'm living in Bath for fuck's sake. It's like bloody, you know, a Bridgerton here. It's insane, but yeah. And how long have you been there now? That's quite a oh, while, isn't it? Fucking hell, um, nearly eighteen years, I think. Really? Something like that. Yeah. Well, maybe seventeen. No. No, 18, maybe. No, coming up 18, maybe in August. Uh, yeah, mental. and how, how old's your, your eldest? 15. Right, yes, yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Second yeah. one is 11. Yeah, she's, yeah, well, they're 11, yeah. How about your kids? How old are they? Uh, 14, Poppy's 14. And oh, shit, Ruby's right. six, okay. six. So, yeah, that's what I was remembering the last time I saw you. yeah. Just had Poppy, and obviously yours is a bit older, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was just having bit. the having the frazzled talk with you, going, <laughs> oh, "Oh, Joe, man, you're like, yeah, man, I know. <laughs> 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 oh, it's fucking, it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been mental. It's been really good doing this though over lockdown and stuff like that because I've like just connecting with people I've not seen for ages, and yeah, I don't know if you've heard any of them or anything, but um, I've heard all of them. I think you, it's oh, I think it's it's been amazing, and I think it's it's the same as what you're saying there. It was kind yeah. of like really good for everyone, especially of our generation. Yeah, yeah, just having a check. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm only listening, but I feel like I've caught up with everyone as oh, well. That's really nice. Just, that's you know, Cheers. Really, really nice. Yeah, cool. So it's like, what what's your kind of? How many students have you got on your course then? That's, is it? It's a big a, course yeah, it's only or? small, right? But it's quite, it's you know, it's quite good. Well, pretty lucky because I'm. I'm solo on it and just on my own, I have one technician and that's it. So, um, it's probably, I've got, I also teach a little bit on foundation on, on the MA. So probably have like 60 students in total. It's pretty full on, you know, cause I've got to do all the program leadership yeah, stuff right, as well, yeah. you know, like yeah, all the tough. paperwork and yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Cause my missus works in educa- uh, higher education as well. So yeah, I suppose I've seen the back end, the back end of university stuff for quite a while. And it's, uh, <laughs> it can, can be tough. Yeah. But do, do, yeah. have you, did have any of the people known of your skate stuff or anything like that on your course or anything or? Uh, not, not beforehand, obviously. And then I uh, drill it into, 
they're probably sick of it. <laughs> it. Everything always comes back to right, yeah. To skateboarding. Every story, of course, like any any skateboarder, because we're kind of uh, we only have one tune, don't we? Um, but um, yeah, and there's a few people have come through who are like, un- unfortunately, I've had like two people come through, and then I'm like checking them out, and I'm like, do you skate? And they're like. Uh, yeah and i'm like right okay what we're going to do is and unfortunately these two people maybe i've just driven them off and they've fallen away and now they've they've, they've dropped out because if oh is it it's been oh, pretty okay. hard you know with students with covid and stuff moving away from home and then they're that like that was gonna be my next, next question yeah because it's just been i mean knowing that from you know stuff my wife's gone through with her work but just also just like the the upheaval of that in any kind of i mean obviously covid's had a massive effect on everything but like teaching is obviously we've both probably you've seen it from a university point of view but also like your kids and all that kind of stuff and homeschool and all yeah that stuff and yeah it was fucking gnarly straight from the yeah. f- straight like jumping in first of all from nothing and just taking over like bang and um the first year was 100 percent online i'd never met anyone i'd never been to the building i didn't know anything so it was just like in a box bedroom upstairs like right yeah. Fuck. Yeah, gnarly. And all the stu- all the students totally traumatized themselves. <laughs> all in yeah. their student digs, just locked up. Like, yeah. So it was like fifty percent pastoral care, you know, like kind of working yeah, yeah, fourteen-hour yeah. days, just yeah. trying to like talk people down and get them through it. And but to be fair, you know, we everyone did really, really well, and it was amazing. It was super smooth. It took a lot of energy, energy and effort, but um. And now it's this year that's hard because it's like half in, yeah. half out, right. little okay. bits online. Yeah. People are just like, oh, I can't be arsed going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know, people seem to have a bit of an anxiety about it as well. You know, they've been locked up for a year. and I think that's had a massive effect. It's like even my kids are going to school, it's like, you know, my little girl's just like, oh, I'm really anxious and stuff. And it's like, it's weird. It's like, I think it's really good that all that kind of mental health stuff is being out in the, you know, being talked about a lot more. But you do kind of sometimes feel that, you don't know how much of that stuff is like, they just say, uh, you know, they're not, because they're still really young, you know, they don't really know like what anxiety is or depression and things like that. So it's kind of, you kind yeah. of feel like, are they putting the right labels on the right things? You know, the it's a, yeah, it's a hard yeah. one, isn't it? It's really tough. I know, it's a hard call, isn't it? To be like, yeah, come on, <laughs> toughen up, let's fucking get out of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Ultimately, the... it's like, you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, aren't you? So it's I think like, that's the thing. Sometimes... Yeah, yeah, it's a bit difficult, actually, yeah. Um, especially, uh, my, you know, you would have noticed it with the kids, but especially, like, Ruby, my youngest, she's six, so it's, like, it's a third of her life. Yeah, it's you know, a long first, time, isn't it? Yeah. First two years of school, so yeah. it's, like, that's she's mental. Just a bit yeah. freaked out, yeah? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they'll, they'll get over it. But, yes, it's, it's a tough one. It must be a tough one with the kind of, you know, dealing with people it's their first year in university because it's like you know in some ways they're supposed to be adults and um but they're kind of not as well and i do feel like kids not they're younger these days but i think you know like i was talking to my wife a bit ago and she was like oh yeah when i did an open day i just went by myself and it's like you know people their parents bring them and all that kind of stuff and it's yeah a yeah, lot more and I've had of, that as well. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. people in their mid twenties with their parents phoning up for them, wanting to speak to me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I don't know if I should speak to you, really, if this is the right <laughs> yeah, thing or not. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's uh, weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, we can start like you know talking about 
I suppose where, where did photography start for you? Was that kind of like was that a, was it because of skateboarding, or was that before that, or? Oh, it was literally hand in hand. I think. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll start at the, I'll start at the beginning. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, I was only thinking about this the other day actually, and I remember it going back. Like, well, no, it was um. Uh, a while back and I was writing an application for doing and uh, it was actually for a PhD that I was going to do. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of, all, as everything, like I'm saying, everything comes back to skating because it's kind of people of our generation, especially it completely sculpted by it. Every, you know, every fiber of you, everything you've done, even outside post skating, whatever. And, um, I kind of started about that. And I remember like, like how I was like, how did I even get into skateboarding? And um, I remember being really young, right? So this must be like, I must've been four. So like in the seventies, like 78, 79. And um, watching telly, just like you do, you know, on your belly, feet in the air, sort of on your hands and knees, watching the telly that you do as a kid, like three inches away. And this skateboarding came on, and it was like this seventies film. And uh, and since then, I've tr- I figured I've, I've tracked it, it down and figured yeah. it out. And it was called um, oh, like Hot Wheels and Big Deals or something like that. And it was on the TV. And it was all like Meanwhile Gardens and stuff like that. Looking back on it now, obviously, um, but it was just kids, you know, like carving round on little um, on banks. There was bits at South Bank and the classic on the seventies, you know, like a little. Um, fabric tunnel on a bank oh, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. like scooping through <laughs> and i just jumped up i was like what the fuck is this this is like what and some of my family going oh it's skateboarding and i was like what is skateboarding like oh, this is amazing bang okay that was just like you know i was four passing and then not long after that my uh we were going to see my auntie in liverpool in liverpool because i grew up on the wirral just okay. over the yeah, over yeah, the yeah. mersey yeah yeah and it was a really old 70s. It was one of the first skate parks actually in Britain, but it was made out of like steel from the, from the, it was made by a company at the docks. It used to make ship, like a shipbuilding company. And it was actually, remember the cover with Howard Cook doing the front side oh, grind? Fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. On that crazy yellow metal thing. Yeah, was that well, it was like, that, or was it? It was wig shot that, yeah, through yeah, the yeah. fence. Yeah. yeah amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like fucking with the vert that's like, teetering backwards awful so like awful stories around that thing growing up um so again must have been four or five and my auntie actually lived next to it and we were driving past it in the rain i remember just having my face up against the car window and there was it was a park filled with crazy shit like that so like zigzags like nine feet high painted like bright (laughs) pink and yellow and red and like and going past and i was looking through i was like what is that? I, oh my God, what is that? And everyone going, that's a skate park. And I was like, a skate park? Like people go on that on a skateboard. Because to me, it, it was, all of it was just massive and just what, brutal. Fucking massive horrible. for everybody, but when you're a kid as well, probably even bigger. Yeah, even yeah. Bigger. yeah. And also in like 80s horrific area of Liverpool. Um, it was just like, what is this like thing in the middle of this housing that's, estate you know and that's mental it was you know. metal though that's insane isn't it yeah it was and there was no transition it was just like slightly bent at the bottom and he had like huge half pipes and stuff as well and it all got blown down in the big hurricane of was it 86 or 87 oh, right yeah that one they, they didn't predict right yeah. yeah so all the big stuff got blown down and it all got scrapped and there was little bits left and that was the things that we skated as we sort of 
you know, got better. But anyway, these things stuck in my mind. And then at the same time, my brother got a skateboard. Like that whole like 19 sort of 80, 81 sort of time, like a little plastic piece of shit from a toy shop. And I remember him stood on it in, in the driveway and like being really tentative and couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was much older than me. And I was like the little, little tough kid. Like, and I was just like, get out the way. Give us a go on that. I know how to do it. I've seen it on the telly and I've been, and I remember stood on it and I just fucking whipped out right up in the <laughs> air and just smacked my head off the floor. And I was like, fuck that. I wouldn't even look at the skateboard ever again. I was like, I can't even look at it. Done. Fuck yeah. that. Like literally, I remember like ringing a bell on the on the concrete, and I was just like, "What is going on?" Just felt sick, and it was just horrible. And I never he left, and he just sat in the garage, like for years. One of them, and then um, must have been ten. And my friend had one, and I was like, "Oh, we've got one in the garage there." And I stood on it again, and I could roll on it, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I just would roll on it, and I'd go around the block and up and down to my mate's house. It was kind of, I was like, oh, well, okay, a bit underwhelmed, to be honest with you, once I got used to it. But I would just literally go in a straight line, get to the end of the road, pick it up, turn it round, go in the other direction down the block, you know? I hadn't figured out. And then, obviously, like most people of our era, um, was it 1985, Back to the Future? And I remember watching that and seeing if you lent on it it would turn right okay i'm yeah. being like what the fuck oh my god but i think that's the thing is like it's, starting off on those little pencil boards they didn't really turn very much because they weren't very wide it's like if you yeah. did unless you slag enough of trucks loads and then they were like pretty treacherous really but yeah <laughs> and it just i was it's a bit crazy that it's stupid that it's such a film like that you know and, but uh, i watched that and i was like oh my god went home grabbed the board and then that was it for me. I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And obviously at the same time, bunch, you know, everyone was like skateboard, skateboard after Back to the Future, 1985-86. And I started secondary school the same year, 1986. So I was like 11, just 11. And I met a new, uh, like, uh, new friend when I started um, secondary school. And he was like, yeah, I'm a skateboarder. And I was like, what? And, he's, and he had, I was like, I can't come around. I could see his skateboard. I went around to his house straight from school. And he had a fucking Powell Caballero with green gull wings and uh, slime ball vomits, wheels. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't understand that those things existed. And I just saw yeah, I had yeah, this yeah. little plastic thing. Yeah. Um, and then he got on it and he fucking tic-tac down the road. And I was like, literally, I, I was fucking in. That was, I was like, it's fucking on. Like, shit, I've got to get a skateboard. To get a skateboard. Um, so was there like a shop in Liverpool at that point, or was it like um, no? So all uh, all there was was this because um, we were on the Wirral. There was a shop in a record shop in Wirral that in in Liverpool, sorry, called Probe Records that sold a few skateboards back then. But um, I think Percy may have talked about that on his episode. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, yeah, that was like the first place. Um, but my friend was like, oh, there's this place down a little town outside near the river. It was like a, a windsurfy sort of town called West Kirby Windsurfing. And it had loads of skateboards in there. I went in there and again, I was just like, what the fuck? Now it was literally probably like five boards on the wall, not like proper proper decks. And then like a load of like fucking shit, like very flex and transmissions boards and stuff like that. And um 
I was fucking blown away by how how expensive it all was. Yeah, I was snarly, just like, I think the thing is, it's like we're, I, I can't remember did, did the same things at the time. It's like uh, f- first and foremost, they look so different from like literally anything else like culturally you've seen. They're all really bright colors yeah. and like neons and stuff. Also, like you say, like how much money they were, and it's like boards have pretty much stayed kind of like the same bracket in this country for a long time. But in yeah. 1985, 50, 60 quid was like fucking a grand. Well, it was like, unreachable. And I, yeah, I remember I walked in there and I was fucking blown away. And I was fucking like, it was total like seminal fucking moment in my life. And I walked out and I was like, fuck, my parents ain't going to fucking buy me one of them. I was fucking gutted, you know, like, I, yeah, I, I came from my parents are like really like working class people and they'd done all right for themselves they were kind of like edging into middle class lived in a middle class area but they were like punching way above the weight my dad was like just a builder like a sort of odd job dude you know what I mean he didn't we didn't have money and he didn't like waste money at all and I knew that I wasn't ever gonna get fucking one of these boards for like 120 quid I was just like, oh my God. So then I was just like, I'm fucking doing every job, every little thing I could, just saving money, scraping bits together. And um, I remember like the the kind of other ones from Variflex, which were a bit more, but like 60 odd pound, like complete. You had these ones, transmissions, which were like one up from like a turbo two. And um, they had one which was like super thin. It was almost like a, a copy of a freestyle board. And I was like, well, that's kind of near what I've got. And I might be like more used to that. And it was cheaper. And I remember it was £37.50. And I just fucking saved and saved and saved and saved and saved. And I got this board and I was fucking so stoked. I went out on it and it was fucking shit. <laughs> it's like so slow. You know, you'd like, push right. and it'd just go like two feet and then right. stop. I was like, uh. <laughs> and all my mates are so like this guy I'd met and he'd, he'd introduced me to some other guys and he had like some older friends who he lived with like in the next street. This guy, Gav Bedet, who was like, went on to be like, you know, that kid who was just fucking natural, amazing skateboarder and then just quit just quit when he got to like sort of 16, but like everyone in Liverpool and like, it's like, oh yeah, fucking hell, Gav Bedette was fucking amazing. But he became like a real fucking good friend of mine. Like sort of took me under his wing. He was like two years older than me. He was actually best friends with Percy in school. Oh, right, Percy okay. was two years above me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was how I met Percy was through this guy, Gav, because he lived like a few streets away from me and Percy lived in like the next town. Yeah. But, um, and he was another one. I saw him skate and he did an ollie and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God. Like he's levitating. Yeah. Like this is crazy. And, um, but anyway, yeah. So I went out on this board and everyone was just taking the piss out of me. So I was like, <laughs> fucking I've blown it, man. I've got no more money left. And what am I going to do? And, um, yeah, I think, and then what I did was I fucking sold it off to some other right. mug in school who was trying to skate. <laughs> yeah. Save, 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 save. And uh, I got some second-hand trucks and some shitty old wheels off someone else, off Gav, off his old board. And I bought my first deck, which was a Hasoi Hammerhead, blown away. And I literally had no money left after I bought it. I remember I had £2.50 left. And this twat who ran this shop, he knew I'd come in every week and look at the board and be like, how much is it this week? How much is it this week? You know? Yeah. 
belief over me, like two months, just hassled this dude. There's like, how much is it? Has it gone down? Got the money together. And he's like, right, it's £7.50 for the grip tape. And I was like, I think we've got £2.50 left. And he was like, so? I was like, oh, fuck. So he sold me like not even a third of a board of grip tape. And it was a white, remember they came with white with like the red rising sun and then yeah, like yeah, the silhouette yeah, yeah. of Hisoi doing like a, like a tuck knee on the bottom. So it was white. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just take the little bit. So I ended up cutting it into like little round blobs. So it looked like, like, a, like a cow print. Right. <laughs> nice. But it was fucking sick. It was amazing. And then that was it. It was just on from that point on. I was just in and I did nothing else. I was just so into it. But anyway, the quick going back to the question of um, photography. So at that point, we were just, I was pretty lucky um, in our little town, um, which was called Morton on the Wirral. Uh, for some random reason, there was quite a few skaters, people who had got into skating at the same time. And then also like in the next sort of housing estate up, there was like a bunch of big boys who were all like 16 to 18. Um, and they were like fucking all like into Slayer and fucking Megadeth and Metallica, yeah. like proper metalers with long yeah, yeah. hair and fucking ripped <laughs> jeans and leather jackets to all the boards. And, and they'd turn up and be like, Ollie in like board, like you know, three boards stacked up and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. But um they totally took us under a wing and they were fucking sound. And it was a real it was a amazing, pretty yeah. rough town, you know, and all we did yeah. was get shit yeah, from right. scallies at the time. And this is talking, yeah. you know, we're still in mid-80s. It was fucking horrific. It was just like a housing estate, a town of housing estates that joined up basically, and it was just not not a good place to grow up. Um, but anyway, I, before I got into skating, I was a super geek. He was just like, all I did was drawing. I was a pretty anxious kid. I wasn't like out, outgoing and I didn't really play out much or do, you know, I would kind of go out on my own and quite insular. And I never really got into it. I didn't play any sports. I just never really found my thing. You know, I was just like, I'm shit at everything, but drawing. And I would like to draw and I was super into art. And then, uh, yeah, got a skateboard and I was just like, fuck that. And then, um, we just started skating and then I, I randomly came across, you know, like a little eighties um, disposable camera, like a little one ten yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just, we just, we'd club together on a weekend and we'd club in for a film and we'd take pictures and, and then it just kind of started from that really. And I just got super into it and then um, kept that up for a few years. And then in school, they were offering you and you do your options. You could do one of the things if you were good, if you were good at art, you could do art and graphics and um you could do gcse photography um so i was like fuck it i'll do that and then i remember the first time you were like here's a camera this is like black and white film this is how you process a film and took the first photos and i was just like fuck this is amazing this teacher was really fucking cool and um she just like opened it up like it's you know the photography can be be art in itself yeah, and like yeah, you know, shows loads of yeah. rad books and stuff and most of the class were just like fucking picking their noses couldn't give a shit but i was like in and i was like this is amazing and um you know she'd just be like here's a roll of black and white film here's a camera take it for the weekend and that's how it started and i would just come back in on monday morning process the film go and try and then just starting to try and get a little bit more serious about it really but it was always just fun I never really um it took me a long time before I got properly 
serious about it, but I think it was more me just being um, um, just <laughs> kind of like erratic personality. I've always been like a bit skittish and a bit of like ADHD sort of all over the place. It took me a long time to just focus down. I mean, I still haven't done it properly, but <laughs> I, you know, yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? You don't know, but I mean, like, yeah, it's it, it's one of those things. Another thing, like like photography, is another one. Like skate, skateboarding at that time is like it's like that's not cheap to get into, or it's like especially with like film photography at the time. It's like you know these days, if people want to start taking photos, they can start. You know, you can buy buy a camera, and it's like you don't have to pay out for film all the time and all that shit. And, it's kind of a bit easy, but back then it's like it's, it's quite a quite a commitment to even because obviously everything with especially skate photography, you not know, a lot of you know sports photography or skate photography, it's all trial and error, isn't it? So that yeah. was all like yeah. so you had to do that, you had to print the film, and in your case, you probably you know developing it yourself, all that stuff. You've yeah, like yeah, light, stuff like so that. So it's cool. So it's, though. she was like, "Here's a camera." Yeah, giving me a roll of film every weekend. Yeah, amazing. And it was just free, and I could just come in and then. Um, and then, yeah, so as time progressed, you know, you meet more people and we were just, I'd say, lucky, you know, our little town, we had people to skate. And then we started to like meet other people in like the next town. So like where Percy was from, Wallasey, where he lived was like Howard and Adam Cook and people like that. And then we just fucking clicked like with the people who were like fucking serious about it. And then the people who were kind of, and then they all fall away, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I was just, like anything, I'm either in or I'm out, and I was well, fucking 110% in, and um, that was it. Especially once, like, I met like Howard and people like that, I would just like fuck these guys, these people at school I was skating with were just fucking idiots. So I ended up just basically not having any friends at school. It was just a bit fucking horrific. It was just like loads of bullying, being a skater in the 80s and stuff. And um, but I was like, fuck it, I found my people, um, and we just go fucking skating and shooting photos and just. Just daft shit, though, not like serious, like maybe shooting a photo. We'd just have like a little compact camera or whatever, you know. Um, but I'd just do that every evening. I'd jump on a bus and go and like go over to Wallasey every night coming from school, just jump on a bus, go there like half an hour. We'd skate all night and then come back on a bus at like 10 o'clock. And then it just got to the point of like later on in school, like this is fucking awful. And I was just sagging school and I'd stay on the bus or the train. And just go over to Liverpool and just skate all day. And I started sagging school. And um, yeah, and this teacher saw something in me and was like, look, I know you're sagging school and where you're going and what you're doing. It's just like, well, what, you know, if you'll come to me like once a week and she'd basically, <laughs> she'd lock me in the dark room. Right. <laughs> and just pretend that I wasn't in school, but be like, at least I know you're here. And I'd yeah, just be yeah, there and yeah. I could print yeah. and do stuff. It's fucking cool, you know, someone like, you know, 13, sagging off school, in school. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it, it, it is interesting having those people as well. It's just like those people who do see that you, that you as a person needed something else outside of the, outside of the system, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It's... Um, yeah, and there's just all those people, you know, yeah. in skating as well, like I was yeah, saying. You know, yeah. There was like this guy, Gav, he fucking took me on the wing, totally under his wing and looked out, looked out for me and... You know, I was a rough little kid, a troubled, a troubled, rough little kid from a fucking bit of a weird background. And he fucking all those guys and, you know, him and he introduced me to Percy and 
Adam and Howard and then through all those guys like uh, I don't know if you heard a guy called Fez. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was like used to ride for Z and stuff and he yeah. was much older. He was like 10, 11 years older than me. And a bit later on, he like really took me under his wing and, um, you know, when those guys just tell you, you know, what's up very fucking quickly, just like stop being a dick. Don't be a prick. Don't say that. Don't do this. This is cool. This isn't. Um, thank fuck I found those people. <laughs> yeah. So what was that kind of like that transition of being more serious about photography? When was, do you, what was your first kind of published photo and things like that? And was that, that mm. come a, come a while so, later, um, but yeah. So yeah, that came a little while later. We were uh, saying, um, this guy Fez was literally like, he was like one of those moments we had this little cage in our town, you know, like a five side cage. And like twice a week, we'd have like little jump ramps and little war rides and slide bars and stuff. I remember him turning up with him. First time I saw him, I was must have been 14 at this time. I heard this legendary, like, fuck, it's this guy Fez. He's like fucking unbelievable for the next. And he turned up with him, Tim Bladen, who runs like, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Let's look at that. Um, like an old Liverpool Instagram page. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, it'll come back to me. Um, Robbie Reed. Yes, it was Tim Bladen, Robbie Reed. Um, Nick and Andy Coombs, who's from Lord. Lord oh, yeah, Clothing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The twins. And they turned up. And it was fucking one of those, another seminal moments. Just like, what the fuck? Little tiny jump ramp. Fez is flying out doing like head high method airs. Just like fucking looking like a Zoy or something, you know, yeah. Robbie Reed's floating around, doing loads of sweepers, bang, just kick flips, kick flips, kick flips on like huge boards with no yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with Tim. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And I can remember that was like, shit, I've got a lot to fucking learn here. And that was like another thing for everyone was just like, Pff. but then years went by and, you know, like, not, well, not even in those times, years, it was like six months a year. I mean, Fez became real good friends. And um, I don't know, again, he saw something in me and really looked out for me. And I'd come home from school. Yeah. And I'd say, this guy's like in his 20s. Yeah, yeah. I'd come home from school and he'd be like waiting in my house and he'd like my mum and dad just fucking loved him. Oh, that's amazing. And I'd come that's home really and if I'd idea. usually I'd have like a detention. And if I had a te- I'd have a detention, I'd come home from school and Fez would be sat there and he'd have, he'd have eaten me tea. My mum would have given him me tea and he's like, where have you been with him fucking skate? What are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, he's like, get changed. Come on, we're going. And I'd be like, oh, no, fuck, you eating me tea? And um, yeah, so that was fucking amazing. So through him, we all started like going to um, skate in Liverpool, going to town more. Obviously back then in the weekends, Sundays closed. So it was like, we thought skate the law courts and everything. It was amazing. And people started getting better. And that's where we sort of met um, like Jeff and Barry Wong and John Newby. And then John Dalton sort of came along off the back of Tim Bladen, this guy, because they were both from Runcorn just down the river. And then we just had a crew. That was it. We had like a fucking crazy crew every weekend. Um and we just blast around. And at that time, Meany from Skateboard was living in Liverpool. Um, he was already shooting photos for, for, for Skateboard. And he moved to Liverpool. But Sorry, I'll digress a little bit. But going back to that as well, all I would do as well was just pour over skate mags, Skateboard and Rad. Skateboard and Rad. From like 1987, just fucking obsessed. And I, was, I would just go over them and over them and over them and look at every page. And I can remember quite early on being like, 
look, just seeing like Paul Duffy's photos, Meanie, Tim Layton, Boyce, like fucking Dobie, fucking all. all it was just so. I just knew it was like it was so small back then, and you, you yeah, knew, even like yeah. freestylers like Shane Rouse and people were shooting photos for it, and but it felt like I knew ev- I knew everyone because it was so small, and I would just obsess and read every word of every mag. Um, and I was more obsessed with just UK mags. I right, would okay. buy. So it's like, was the Thrasher available and things like that? Because it's like, I, I never saw a Thrasher for years, you know, not until like. Yeah, it was 90s, hard to probably. find. Yeah. These older guys would show me it and stuff, and I'd be a bit like, Meh, yeah, yeah. But I was obsessed with like UK skate mag. I fucking loved them. And I can remember quite early on, because I was taking photos, being like, I want to do this. Like, I can't believe that this is what they're doing. And like, the way that they would talk about it was like they were friends with the riders and friends with the other photographers and the riot and the stuff they were getting up to. And I was just like, shit, man, this is amazing. And then, yeah, later on, uh, Meanie moved to Liverpool, started meeting, meeting Meanie and stuff. Um, and now and again, he'd be like, yeah, I've got, uh, you know, we're going to a jamming hall. It was like a big thing. And we all, he hired a van and we all like, yeah, like, literally like 18 of us in the back of a transit van. <laughs> right all went over there and just seeing it happening, you know, seeing it, it being done. And then we had, um, it was like first Liverpool article that happened that was in skate action. Um, James Hudson, I think came and shot stuff. And I had a photo in that. That was like my first skate photo in a mag of, like of me. And I was probably like, again, like 14, 15 at the time. And I just couldn't fucking believe. And it's like this, it, an actual thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, you know, they call it a thumbnail. This was actually the size of a thumbnail, like a yeah. postage stamp. Yeah. It was all blurry and shit, but I was fucking made up. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And it, but it just became like, it opened that door that like, this is how things happen. And then they get in a magazine. Yeah, it wasn't right. like magic. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. The magic had kind of gone. You could see behind the curtain. And I was like, holy fuck. And then, um, so when was it? I'm trying to think. So I was shooting photos just for fun, not serious at all. No flashes or any shit like that, really. And then when I got to like 15 and I was like, I want to do a photography course. I'm going to get the fuck out of school. and I've got to go and do a photography course. And Percy had already started one. Yeah, right. Okay. So he was like a few years above me. So he was already in this course and he was starting to do, he was much better friends with me than I was. And I was like tagging along. And um, I think he'd had a photo or two published in Skateboard. And then the next month, Meany was doing something. And he asked Percy, can you go to this comp in like Midway or somewhere? And he was doing something. And he was like, nah, but I could ask Kingy, but he doesn't really, you know, it was literally like, he doesn't really fucking do anything. He was like, well, just, just ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we remember him phoning me on like a Saturday night. Yeah, I'm being like this. This thing. This is the name of the town. Go if you want. I don't know if something might happen. Something might not. But as usual, you know. Yeah. So ultimately, once again, Percy fucking hooked it up for me and like sorted me out and forever grateful. That was the first thing. And anyway, so I remember phoning up Howard and being like, so "Howard's like two years younger than me, so he was only like 13." And being like, "Right, we're gonna go to this comp." I don't know where it is. It's about three hours on a train because it was back there on Sunday hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, like, you yeah. had to get up and like leave at like fucking seven in the morning, 
get like five trains through Mid Wales. He's in a sports hall. It's fucking shit. But everyone was there, like Greg Nowick and all those dudes who come up from down. So Jagger, fucking Avi, everyone, like all those guys, everywhere had all come from like Midlands, Manchester. No one, only us from Liverpool, just me and Howard. And I just shot photos of this comp. It was just like one of those sports centre comps. The photos kind of came out. It was like the first time I'd really used Flash properly. Yeah. Went back, processed them all by hand in school. And um, they fucking, they looked all right. And I just did like little five by seven prints, not knowing what it was. A bit of like A4 paper, kind of wrote a fucking jaunty bit of a story that... (laughs) Well, this is kind of how you do it, I think, yeah. by reading it. Sent it off and fucking just forgot about it. Well, no, I didn't send it off. I was too shy to phone me. Even though I knew him, I was too shy to phone him and to dis- discuss that I'd possibly send photos in. <laughs> and I remember, like, getting on the bus and then getting on the train and going up there to the top of town, like, bunking off school in the morning and going and having it in an envelope, shoving it through his letterbox, yeah. just running off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck, just don't mention it. And he yeah, never yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. And I remember seeing him later on as well in town. And he just didn't mention it. And I was like, right. oh, my God, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed of it. I'm just, like, dying about it. And um must have been, you know, like, two months later. And, you know, at that age, it seemed like yes. six months. Yeah. Forgotten about. Yeah. When into the Smith, picked up skateboards. And I was yeah. just like. <laughs> fucking 10 page article in oh, there no like what the fuck just yeah. like i couldn't believe it it yeah, was just like all. i was like so i was like 15 i hadn't even left school and it was just the i'll have a go and i got it published first thing and it was like but looking back on it i was just so lucky that it was that because yeah. it was like proper heavy hitters in it right yeah, it was like yeah, a photo yeah, that yeah. was going around on instagram recently i think it was like Science versus life, or someone like reposted it of like Jagger doing a backside 360, kind of one foot over a hip, black and oh, white. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like that was one of them. It was right, like one of how right, how yeah, we're yeah. doing a frontside 5-0, one foot grind. Oh, Remember shit. those yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. real yeah, yeah, yeah. famous for doing? Yeah, yeah. And that was his first photo he had doing was that. It? Sick. Uh, yeah, Greg Nowick, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. So at that point, then I was in. Yeah, I was. It was all. Yeah. So it so was like, yeah, I, I, I suppose. Having that hookup and that thing and like that community of Liverpool is like a massive thing, isn't it? It's just like having that, finding that, you know. And in Liverpool as well, there was some serious talent there. You had Jeff, you had, you know. Um, oh, my God. The level was uh, just John fucking Dalton, crazy. Those and it guys, was, you know. Yeah, the level of it was crazy. And the, the fucking, the energy was just like constantly like number, no, up to 11, just fucking every single session we'd go out and it was just this amazing um just a variety of people different backgrounds different interests in skating you know some punk guys some like you know, fresher guys older guys who were all into like slashing and stuff tech skaters people who couldn't skate at all they were just into like bands and music there was all that sort of scene as well and everyone would just hang out together and everyone was really fucking accepting and helpful and it was so lucky in that sense and that's why it's just been amazing going forward and it's just bred so many like amazing skateboarders amazing people in skateboarding and like the skateboard industry even um creatives 
people in bands, you know, all that who were like on the on the fringe of that. It was it's. I think that's just, I say, just, good about skating is it, it does cross over into so many different fields of that stuff. There's always the music side of it. There's always the, the design side of it, photography, mm. all those things, and then everything kind of bleeds into each other. And I remember that about really a lot in Sheffield and the shot, like the the sumo, the shop that used to be in Sheffield, really brought all those yeah. things together and really solidified it. And it's like obviously you guys had flea pit there for a, a while and stuff like that. And but yeah. yeah, so I suppose the next the next kind of big tentpole thing is that documents dying really and it's like what was that something you were in the kind of ground floor of and like yeah absolutely so we were kind of like we were kind of out at sea for a few years there just like we were still doing what we were doing and but there wasn't really anywhere that we sort of felt we sort of fitted in really i know percy did stuff for like fat and rad and stuff like that but i just didn't feel part of like that scene at that time i was kind of floating away and at that I was getting a bit older, so getting a little bit into like partying and sort of just floating off a little bit, still skating and stuff, still shooting pictures, but just not being again, just not having that focus, you know, that you really need to be a to to make something happen. Or not make something happen regularly, just not make something happen as a one-off, you know, that's the difference. And um me and Percy at that point then we were just fucking tight, you know, we were like um because moving on from like where we were like for the last sort of few years of skateboard me and percy we like did quite a lot of stuff for it right okay did quite yeah. a lot of photos and we'd yeah. go on a lot of trips and make things happen yeah and then that kind of fell away and we were like real tight and um i was starting to i was studying photography um just a college sort of level um and then it was sort of, sort of like mid 90s we're in now and it was a bit of a fucking dry period for everything wasn't it you know um and i'm trying to think of how it happened so percy was actually i just got randomly out of the blue someone knows someone who knows someone and they needed someone to shoot snowboard photos percy was like "Fuck yeah i can do that it was um, for snowboard uk through air publications who used to be based in wolf in wolverhampton uh, worcester um Obviously, he went along, photos were great, and they fucking loved him. And that kind of went on. So he started doing some snowboard stuff. And off the back of that, he was kind of whispering in an ear, like, you know, you really need to do a skateboard magazine because there's only there's nothing really happening. I think it's really going to take off again. It's just, it was at that point where it was just about to fucking boom, you know, late, late 90s. Um, so it took years. Of like he was probably doing that for about two years i went off to uni i went to bournemouth and i was doing photography in uni um and during that time i was skating shooting pictures for like shitty other magazines whatever doing whatever i could just trying to think what am i I'm gonna make a living out of this other magazines and still doing skate stuff with other like you know like those weird at that time like borderline sort of fringe yeah. Yeah, skateboard yeah. graffiti kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. like Cro- bit of surfing, yeah just like fuck, who's gonna take these pictures just just trying to make a bit of money get on a trip or something and then um yeah so he was just like whispering in the air and then luckily this guy who was the editor of snowboard uk ian sansom fucking god bless him if it wasn't for him there would be no document and he fucking was like they were like yeah we'll, we'd love to do it but we don't have the money and he was like i'll go and get a personal loan and I'll give you for the, for the first for the first issue and bankroll it. 
just and he just fucking did it. I just can't believe that he did it. So me and Percy, Percy kind of got it up and running run and was like, fuck, I've got to do this. Do you want to like help me out with this? And I was like, just at my end of my photography degree, I was just about to leave. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm well up for this. Um, so we got somehow got like the, mainly he sort of really worked and got the first issue together. And I had a few little bits in there whilst I was finishing up. And then I moved on to Nottingham to do, because I'd done like a HND in Bournemouth. And I was like, I want to do this mag, but I'm not going to get paid for it. I need some, that is the days of a student grant. So I went up to Nottingham to do like one last year to get a degree. Went there and it was shit. I just didn't like it. But this mag, like document was getting off the ground. So I was just like, fuck this course. I'm doing this. So I was living in Nottingham when we had did. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Got it going. So he he'd moved to Bristol because his girlfriend at the time had moved to Bristol. He was in Bristol. I was in Nottingham, and that was it. It was on. I had nothing else to do. I wasn't really getting paid. I would get paid petrol, like money, to get around to pay for film and processing, and that was kind of it. I wasn't really getting paid at, at the beginning, but that was fine because I got petrol. So I'd be like, hey. He wants to jump in the car and we'll go on a trip and we'll do whatever. So it was cool being in Nottingham because Rushbook had just come back. Harry was still there. Scott Underdown was there. So Reese, uh, it was fucking from one, you know, from Liverpool to another amazing city, amazing heritage in skating. Um, and obviously they were just super welcoming. Took me in open arms. We had a fucking right laugh. I just live around the corner from them. And um, yeah, and that was kind of. So if you look in the first early sort of incarnations of document, there's a yeah. lot of Nottingham, right? A lot yeah. of Bristol, yeah, yeah, for that kind of reason. And um, yeah, I, we did it for basically we did it for free for the first few years, really, just for expenses is what we got expenses. And I'm Percy being editor got like a little bit, but it was literally like a fucking hundred pound a month or something, like nothing, nothing. Um, but it was something we believed in and um, it kind of took off. But those first ones are fucking ropey. <laughs> so but ropey. I, was I, I thought about that the other day. Well, not the thought about it, it was ropey, but just thinking about how, how different it was from Sidewalk at the time and about how it was, you know, it was quite, uh, you know, it felt like a bit more of a, not zeny, but a kind of a bit of that kind of, you know, more, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, it was all like stapled yeah. together and yeah. no spine on it. And yeah. So that was 98. Yeah, that right. Started. Yeah. 98. Yeah. And then. Um, so when yeah, did you move just, to that to being like on staff and being like it was a legit like job for you? So we were just pushing, pushing, pushing. That that was like yeah. two years. Yeah. And then Air Pub, not even two years, actually, that was like a year. And then Air Publications in Worcester went bankrupt and they sold it on. To some other company which was like a fucking I can't even remember who it was they were in London and I think they were they did like I'm pretty sure they did like the supplement a Sunday ski supplement in the Daily Mail <laughs> right <laughs> something like that yeah. something totally random right and we'd meet this fucking dude in like a tweed jacket and jeans in a pub <laughs> in London once a month and it was like oh, yeah <laughs> fuck and at this point Ian still hadn't had his money back and he was paying a monthly thing and me and Percy were like oh fuck this is lame man this is so lame and then um, 
we were just like, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get out. We've got to fucking find it. Can we take this? If they bought the name, do they own the name? Can we find someone else? And at this point, um, the people we used to work for, it's Skateboard, 4130 Publishing, were doing Ride, and it was gone fucking massive. And then they were also doing um, another, like a lifestyle magazine called Level, and that went huge, like fucking international huge. And we were like, we need to get in touch with them and see if they'll take us on. I remember we got a meeting with them, and Mark Noble, again, another dude who was like, completely instrumental in it was just like yeah let's do it and it was at the same point where um badger was like oh, i can't really commit to doing it i want to do something else it's fucking he is he couldn't his heart wasn't in it he didn't have enough time to put to it to literally do it for free and he was doing other work and it was suffering it was starting to look it was it looked shit you know it was what it was but it couldn't carry on like that forever it was a bit of a novelty and it was going to die and that was the point when we got joel o'connor on and that was just like okay we're fucking serious about this we got like someone who was a serious publisher understood what we did like what we did and we were like what is it we want to do how do we want to change it and that was i think that was 2000 or 99 and um, it was the first one we had a perfect bound um, magazine, a complete new redesign, new paper stock, new size. And it was the one with Snowy on the cover, Ollie and Off the Roof. Oh, shit. Yeah. I remember I that. that one. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, Ollie Todd, I'd, I'd just moved back to Liverpool. Yes. I'd moved back to Liverpool because it was they were like, yeah, we'll pay you. And I was like, well, you'll fucking pay me. And they yeah. were like, yeah, it was. Fucking tiny, but I was like, yeah, I'm paid. Yeah, can't right. believe. Amazing. So I moved back to Liverpool because I could be with my friends. I could get, I could live. You know, housing was cheap, so I got a flat. Ollie had just moved back, and uh, so he had his his um, interview in that. That and was that, to amazing. Me, felt that, like, was, that was really good. That interview. It's really it's some amazing yeah, photos in that. Amazing. Yeah, and we'd really stepped it up, and we'd yeah. like, just fucking got professional and serious about it. You know, we'd really sat down and gone, okay we're going to have to pull our fucking socks up here if we're going to do this. Otherwise it's over. And we did. And Joel was the fire under our arse to do that. Cause he was fucking just brought like a different game to it. And it just looked amazing. And me just stoked to see your pictures in there. And people were stoked to see the pictures. So they were stoked to shoot photos with you. You know, it's that whole thing for me. It's the whole package that if everyone's in and if there's a slight negative thing, I could easily jump into that negative sure. space. Yeah, yeah. But I think and that's it was a... just seemed like everything was on. So for me, I looked at document at that one. That was issue one. That was issue, yeah, 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 totally. It's interesting because, like, from a skateboarder's point of view, there's there is that thing about being, uh, you know, especially at that time, it's like where whoever you shot with and stuff like that is like, you kind of think, well, and it was it was interesting when Sam Sam was started around that time. And uh, he was obviously in Manchester for a long time. Then he moved to Sheffield. And it's like he was floating about and he was doing stuff for uh, Sidewalk a little bit. He was doing stuff for you guys a little bit. Um, but the, but as a skateboarder, you kind of be like, oh, you know, you're never really sure. Like, oh, do I want to go out and shoot with this guy? Because it's like if I go down and do, do my tricks with this guy, it's like it's, it might go somewhere. It might not. And it's like yeah. if, if you're kind of like, uh, you know, if you're just coming up with you with your mates, it's a different story. But if you're like... A guy who's sponsored or something like that, you're kind of thinking, do I really want to go out and shoot with this guy? So it's like, 
when documents so many elements did, have to all come after a line don't they? exactly That's the thing. Yeah. it's like so when documents the gonna... next level it's like you know it's like it's it's a legit thing to shoot for isn't it? i mean obviously it always yeah. was yeah and also you, you, it, you, but... be, you know it's for you, you know from your angle as a skater you'd be like okay not only is he gonna fuck this photo up <laughs> i'm gonna put this effort in okay yeah. he, he won't fuck the photo up but if he's got a rad photo and then it goes somewhere shit yeah you might as well have not even fucking done it in the first exactly, place yeah. and it's yeah. all like it's everything's got to come like for me and that was what was always been really important for me and still is in my way today is that element of collaborating with people yeah and it's trust as well you know and just that thing of yeah you know, it's 100 yeah. percent a yeah. collaborative piece of work for yeah, me sure. like if i turn up and i'm just like oh yeah okay people aren't going to be stoked similarly i'll turn up and people are like man i'm not really feeling it and i'll be like all right fuck it then let's go home then and they'll be like what like, hang on hang on i'm like well if you're not into it fuck it like if you're into it i'm with you otherwise fuck it you know and you know it's like especially with skateboarding as well there's like you know talking about things lining up it's like someone's physically got to be all right you've got to go to the place not get kicked out you've got you know, there's so weather, many things it's things. literally it's yeah. fucking it's magic yeah totally yeah yeah. It's total fucking magic. And then, you know, those things, those special times, you, everyone's had them. And you're like, my God. And then, like, I, I couldn't do it. And then the security guard came past. And then, yeah, like, yeah, the flash yeah. didn't fire. And you had to do it again. Remember, yeah. I kind of said, oh, sorry, the flash didn't go off. <laughs> like, fuck. You know? Yeah, completely. And it's like, I suppose, I mean, we could go through, you know, I mean, documents, there's, there's so much stuff there. And it's like, the, uh, we could go through all of that stuff. But, you know, other things that really stick out for you, like ones that you're like, oh, that that interview or this article or this trip was, you know, fuck, oh, I don't know. There was so many. It, <laughs> so at, many at that yeah. point, it just stepped up, and then it, it kind of did again. And maybe like two years later, when they really sort of saw that it had potential, and the sales started bumping up, um, and we really got into a groove of what we were doing, and there was like. There was quite a few years there where it was fucking relentless, you know, like, so you'd have, it was, it was the beginning of those big tours that would happen. So you'd have the fucking massive DC tours, the Osiris tours, fucking Adio. And you know, so think about this in a month, you'd have like generally one big fucking tour, like a big, massive on a coach sort of deal. Then you'd have like, you'd have to do an interview with someone. So you'd literally be like living in someone's pocket, like, come on, let's go every day. Come on, come on, come on. We've got to get this interview done for the next month. Then you'd have like a little crew mission somewhere. Then you'd have like a small European trip somewhere, you know, like a, like a distributor sort of deal. And it, it was fucking full on. And there was three of us. It was me, Sam and Percy. And that was it. There was fucking little bit of contributors, but not really anyone at all. It was full on. So it was back to back to back to back. It was just like, it was amazing. Oh, and then we'd also, we got into the period, which was more of what I would do, um, mainly because I drove and I was freer and Sam didn't drive. Percy was doing the editing and was had the family and was like more limited in how he could get around. So you'd have like a distributor who'd be like, all right, who do you want this month? And I'll just have someone delivered to me, like fucking, you know, the list some American pros would just turn up and just be with me for like 10 days. And I'd just go, okay, where do we want to get them? We'd just drive around the UK and take them to the gnarliest shit, do a bit of an interview, a bit of an article. So a lot of the time I was kind of on them and on these UK tours, just 
Sam was doing a lot of like the sort of Mallorca sort of blueprint kind of earlier tours, the start of like the shoe holidays, the very beginning of that. And then obviously at the later point of document, like they were more prevalent, but um, so yeah, I had a lot of people come through with a lot of funny stories, you know, like I'm trying to think like fucking hell, like the zero guys, John Alley and Johnny Layton and all the deluxe dudes that turn up. It wasn't even on a tour. So I was like for Cardiel and Hilo and um, Rob G, Clint Peterson. I'm just thinking about people who were totally like stood out, who were cool. Those people were fucking amazing. I had some amazing times. I just met some really nice fucking people and just yeah. got to go skating with them. Yeah. And that was a real big difference that I skated a lot. Okay. It kind yeah, of got yeah, in yeah. the way a lot as well for me. I just probably skated right. more <laughs> than most skate other skate photographers and they'd be like a bit like, um, can you come and like <laughs> stop skating and come and do this? <laughs> just two more goes, I'll be, I'll be done. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit of a fucking nightmare with that, to be honest. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was it was an opportunity, so... Yeah, it was. I was take. I was going to take it. Yeah, yeah, completely. But that's being stoked on just being that, that kind of like you know being on a trip and being skating places you probably wouldn't skate all the time and things like that and you know. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and I think you know, especially on like small little tours and stuff, people got into that. You know, they, you know, it did piss people off a bit. I've got a, you know, and I know it pissed people off that I would <laughs> skate a lot. Yeah. But it would also stoke a lot of people out, yeah, or yeah. I'd do it to piss people off as well. Be like, did well, you ever I'm get sure hurt? Fucking so do you it. Shoot. Yeah, if you're not going to fucking do it, I'll have a go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get hurt on it so you couldn't shoot anything, or was that that never happened? What's that? Oh, so I couldn't shoot? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because, um, yeah, I'd fucking put my back out or something. I've always had a real fucked back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I was kind of lucky. I'd fucking, uh, I was unlucky in, in that sense. I've always been unlucky with injuries. Fuck. I've had some, like, just surgeries and surgeries and right, been out for okay. months and then come yeah, back yeah, but yeah. luckily Touchwood still sort of going yeah so I suppose that's the kind of thing where it's I mean if you've heard all the rest of these podcasts we've talked about that kind of thing with the, the you know the had documents side were together and then obviously they came together in the same publisher and stuff like that and then after a while documents stopped mm. and I suppose that's the kind of next the next big kind of point in that kind of thing and how was that from your point of view because it's like obviously percy was the uh you know the editor and stuff like that and he was probably in the kind of that mix of it and things like that and but how was that from your yeah, perspective was that um, i was different for me tough, so i but, I, I went earlier but um right. it was okay. um the whole document sidewalk thing i fucking loved it it was like funny it was ribbing each other brutally constantly and being competitive but in a funny way and I was out, I'd say I was doing a lot of UK stuff traveling around because Sam didn't drive and I drove. So I would be like fucking all over the place. Um, and I would hang out with them a lot. You know, I would hang out with Ben and Leo and stuff quite a lot because we had, you know, common friends and yeah, places yeah, sure. we'd skate. Yeah, yeah. And, well, UK is not that and, big, and, is it, in that kind of way? It's like, yeah, you know, I was always good friends with them, yeah, especially yeah, yeah, with, with, with Leo Horsley and, and Ben, like real Real good friend. Always had a great, great laugh with them. Had loads of time for them, and that ribbon was just fucking fun. It was just in that way of like Liverpool skate scene harshness yeah. more yeah. of anything. So <laughs> yeah. maybe some people will be like, "Oh fuck, that's a bit below the belt." But we <laughs> yeah. were like, they knew what it was. We all knew what it was. It was fine, and it was more Percy, Percy pushing the buttons more than yeah. anything. 
I always do that you for know, Liverpool, Liverpool skate scene. If they're taking the piss out of you, then they like you. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, that was what it was always based around. It was always like, I'd be somewhere and they'd be like, does everyone hate me in Liverpool? <laughs> I'd be like, no, man, it's funny. It's all right. You know, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just, we're just, having a, we're just taking the piss. It's all right. And there's loads of, so, quite a few people I've met who are like, I've never been to Liverpool. <laughs> like, why? Oh, because I just heard that everyone takes the piss out. Like, there's like pros and stuff, you know? Yeah, all right. Okay, it's yeah. fine, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, moving on. Um, and then when uh, that buyout happened from 4130, and we all went to um, factory. As soon as that, everyone was like, it was a shock to everyone. We didn't know. And we just got told, boom, this is happening. And for that point, I knew the fucking writing was on the wall. I was just like, nah, there's no fucking way. You know, like the way, the way it was set up, they'd kind of bought Mark Noble out. They bought us without the publishers. They bought Sidewalk with the publishers. So Peskit was still there. And I was like, any slight fucking thing happens here. It's, I do, you know, it's just fucking obvious. I think it was probably it just came down to numbers and business. It was nothing sure. to do with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as that happened, I was like, pfft, going down for like big meetings in London around a board table and stuff. And I was just like, uh, just it just didn't seem, I don't know. Um, and then shit, it was just at that time when shit started to get tight, you know, and um, very London centric as well. All those sort of tours started drying up. The shoe, the shoe holidays were like the only thing happening. Distributors weren't paying for people. The UK distributors, that whole thing ended of like, oh, we'll fly you someone over. Oh, we'll do a UK tour. That ended. It was only like the big shoe companies that could do any, any trips anywhere. So other than that, it was like kind of London-centric and it was just like, I don't know, my heart had kind of gone out of it a little bit, I think. Right. Um, had Sam moved to London at that point? Or is it around there? Sam moved to London. Yeah. Percy was in Bristol. And um, they were just like, what's he doing up there? Percy was like, I'm getting grumblings that they're like, they're trying to fuck you off, I think. And I was like, I know they are. And like my heart was still, I was like, I know it's coming. As soon as I get that little, I was like, fuck this and uh yeah my just heart kind of went and then yeah sure enough it was a bit fucking shitty to be fair like i'd gone down uh for a meeting just before and i was like right i'm having my first kid so i'm taking my paternity leave like next month and they were like oh fuck, fuck. congratulations man that's fucking cool amazing so poppy was born in like november and then First of January, I remember Percy phoning me and being like, fuck man, they told me like straight like the next week that they wanted to fuck you off, but I didn't want to fuck you. Know, you've just had Poppy, you're on paternity leave. Then it was Christmas. Fuck it. So I'd just been waiting. And I was like, Percy, obviously, just being the fucking angel he is, always looking out for me. And uh told me literally on like New Year's Day, was just like, fuck, I'm sorry. And I was like, all right, man. And he was like, I've told him I'm not going to fucking tell you. I'm going to wait for Peskit to tell you. I've told he has to tell you himself. And I was like, all right, fuck it. And then um, you were like, they want you to phone him. And I was like, fuck that. They can phone me. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I just waited. I literally put my feet up and it took him till April to phone me. Oh, so shit. I was just like, fuck it. 
it was just one of them like fuck it it's done yeah. it's over yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. um i had a good ride and then yeah so that was like 2008 um and then i did a few little bits here and there did like big push and stuff but there was just that you know i had my first kid and i bought a house i couldn't make money from um being a contributor you know contributing if it wasn't Freelance, staff yeah, money like doing that, skate yeah. yeah at that point as well there was just no point i was just like fuck i've got to find some shit i've got to find something else to do and um yeah it was a it was a, it was a quick a quick shock tight learning curve yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Percy um, in his episode was talking about this. Like, and, and I can see this from a skateboarder's point of view as well. It's like skateboarding is a bubble, you know, and you're inside it. And it's like, and like you say, what the work you were doing at that point was so intense and so all consuming, you know. And it's like yeah. to then be kind of on the outside, not the outside of that, but you know, not having that thing of just like, oh, that's just your bread and butter. And that's, you know, that's what you have to do mm. for your job. Then that's quite a quite a harsh harsh thing to kind of deal with, you know. Yeah, and then you spat out at like you know, I wasn't even old. I was what I was 30, 32. But I'm fucking old when all you've done is skate and take photos of skating yeah. Yeah, your whole yeah, life. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I don't know anything else. I only even know skateboarders. I don't know anything else. So I did like the. Well, maybe I should just like move sideways into the industry and I kind of toyed with some, maybe I should go for like do a TM job because I've kind of been doing that for a decade anyway, getting people out of bed, getting them motivated, taking them places, buying, getting their fucking tickets, getting them when they lose their passports, taking them to the embassy, getting the passport, getting, doing all that shit. You know, that was what we all had to do. We were just babysitters basically and photographers. And, and um, it just wasn't much around, but... I just, you know, skateboarding is, you, you realize quick, like skateboarding is amazing and it holds you and carries you and it will do everything for you, but it owes you fucking nothing. And the same way as you go out and you be all cocky and you just get fucking checked quick and you're like, oh, fuck, you wake up on the floor like, oh my God, it's, it's exactly the same. And without that um, support, I just noticed, I was like, I can't even do this for like through photography. I was like, the phone just stopped ringing. Usually it would be, oh man, do you want to come on this tour? Do you want to come and shoot photos of this? Do you want to come? And I was like, fuck, no one's phoned me. It just, it was just like, boom, quiet. Apart from my mates, you know. And I was like, oh, and yeah, I'm not gonna joke. I'm not gonna fucking lie. It, it, it was hurtful. I was like, shit, fucking hell, man. No one's fucking phoned. I've got to lie. The only person who phoned me I, in the industry was like, oh man, are you all right? Yeah. Dan McGee. Was it? <laughs> Fucking right. Dan, I mate, thanks Dan McGee. Fucking, yeah. he always fucking was sound with me and always had my back. And I'll never forget that. And I was like, thanks so much. He phoned me up and was just like, are you all right? How are you doing? What's happening? Okay, let's try and get something happening for you. Okay, I'll keep my ear to the ground. And I was like, yeah. Of all the people, you know, it's like, oh, Dan McGee, <laughs> such a fucking bad, <laughs> fucking wonderful. Like, fucking love the guy. He was just amazing. But yeah, it was just like ironic that it was just the only person who was really like there for me. And I was just like, you know, I've just got to look at something else. Um, and I just started randomly through through my wife. She was she was like an arts producer, worked in the arts. And I just started sort of doing 
promotional photos for like galleries and okay, art yeah. organizations you know up here is quite good there yeah, was the year yeah, yeah. it was the capital of culture year yeah so there was loads of stuff going on so i kind of mopped up all it was really fortuitous i got loads of work doing that stuff and then um at the same time um this project sort of has landed on my lap which was to do with this um abandoned department store that i found and that was like my first sort of solo major project that i did and i got arts council funding oh, and wow, i kind okay. of yeah sorry i did that for like a year the whole project with like exhibitions and it toured around went to festivals and then like published a book off the back of it and it was really successful um and then from there it just kind of i just kept going just kept my head down and it was fucking hard for quite a while like yeah. not getting just like skating again, same thing. Sure, yeah. You know, going into the art world, and yeah. But I saw it as like, okay, I can go into the commercial world here, and I did little bits. I like dabbled in it a bit, and people just pissed me off. You know, working with art directors or whatever, and it was just, just didn't seem like there was. You get paid a fucking lot of money, but and your work would go all over the place, but it just seemed a bit like there was no heart in it. There was no connection. It was a bit dry and. And then through this, I started working with artists and I was like, fuck, this is like working with skateboarders. Sure, so I'd right, like yeah. collaborate with them. And then like, they were like, oh shit, no one's like shot photos of my work in this way. So it was mainly like new media and installation and public realm stuff, like big scale stuff. And sort of like approaching it in the way of, okay, you know, a piece of art looks how it looks, but you don't experience a piece of art in that way, is it? You know, you read about it and you it's the other information you get, the sounds, the, you know, the, the setting that it's in. So I'd sit down beforehand with an artist and say, how do you envision someone would experience this piece of art? Right, okay. Okay, yeah. let's try and get a photo to encapsulate that, yeah. not what the thing just physically looks like, because everyone's yeah, yeah, going to yeah, do that on their phone. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, that's just a thing. But we want to try and, get that experience in a picture and loads of artists were just fucking stoked on that they were like oh my god and i loved it so it was it was enjoyable to work with creative people collaboratively again and i kind of found a niche in that so i did that for you know years uh, and in between doing my own projects yeah yeah so it's just been a kind of freelance doing those things and going from from job to job and stuff like that yeah i think that's yeah, thing just that's picking like... up on doing my own sort of i just got into doing like collaborative work then with like communities and yeah like social documentary stuff but not just going and taking pictures of people or things or them in their place working with them and talking with them for for days and weeks and and then being like how can we together make an image of this what would represent this idea we've come up with and them sort of leading me and me bringing that technical expertise to make it how it is yeah um, I think that's just like, interesting. I was looking at your website earlier on, some of the projects you've worked on and all those things. And it's like, this, I mean, it's so broad and so kind of, you know, I think that's the thing as skateboarders, we all, we're so kind of, we're so kind of, you know, narrow in a kind of, in a, in a good way, you know, a real focus and a kind of real like, has to tick all these things and stuff like that. But I'm sure as a, as a photographer and as a, you know, making, working on projects, it's like that, that kind of, way of opening out creatively about you know that's that's a, a really interesting point you know and a really kind of i, I know from what the, the stuff i've done with music a little bit is like 
you know, I've done a lot of stuff for skate things and stuff like that. But also it's yeah. like you really sometimes when you really get pushed on something, you're really kind of like, you know, which is totally different to what you've worked on before is 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 a real a really important thing as a as a as a person and as kind of like well as an artist. Yeah, it's really in that way, real yeah. fucking challenging your yeah. times, you know, and like working yeah. with like real gnarly communities and like crazy areas up here and stuff and but never would have been able to access that and being able to you know being able to do it in a completely different way than other people can or have or maybe they will enough but definitely the social documentary photography is a very sort of lonely individual site you know a view of something like this is how i saw it and this is it and it looks cool um i'm working with people to be part of that and be part of how they're represented and then have their i generally only work with then I'll, I'll i'll talk with them and then have their actual words will be transcribed and they will only ever be with the picture so contextualize it and um but that would never would have happened without skateboarding it was about that was what i loved about skateboarding i see it as a collaborative thing i would never take okay that's my picture it's like is it fuck my picture there's the there's me there's the skater there's the person who came up with the idea there's the fucking board spotter the person who's holding the flash the person who drove is there the, it's it's whole thing isn't it you know sure. it's an experience yeah. the whole lot but i think that's a, a really interesting point about that thing about it being a, a collaboration it, it always is it's like from whatever point yeah. you think of, if you're out with a crew of people it's like that's how it is and it's like you know, there is. I think it gets forgotten about too much in skate yeah. media, massively. That, right. like, you know, it's like, oh, this film is fucking amazing, or this photographer is fucking amazing, and they are, of course, they're fucking amazing. It wouldn't happen without them, but it wouldn't happen. <laughs> you drop one, they drop that person in a fucking car park on their own, see what they come up with. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know, yeah. like, yeah. it's it's everyone coming together at the right time. It's just that alignment of like energy and everything being there. You know, those sessions, and it's. Why was that session like that and not like that? You, you can't, it's not tangible. You can't, it's just fucking smoke it's there and then it's fucking gone and you've got to get the smoke and it's fucking amazing when you do and you know you've got it, you know it's happening, but yeah. you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Magic. It's yeah, fucking yeah, magic. Totally, Skateboarding yeah. is fucking magic. It's it is, just yeah. like, it blows me away still. It's mental. It's like, um, to bring that, <laughs> there was one. Like from a skateboarder's point of view, there are the there's 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 times when it's like you have a real physical a physical uh, like memory of stuff, especially because like skate skateboarding like from a photographer's point of view and from a skateboarder's point of view, it's like it's quite a repetitive thing. If you're trying to trick or you're trying to thing, it's like yeah. back and forth, back and forth. I'm sure as a, a, a technical point of view, uh, from a you know from a photography point of view, it's like that thing. If you got to you got to frame it right, you've got to do all these things. Obviously, it's trial and error and all those all those kind of things. But it's like it's that repetition about stuff, and it is that. And I, I'm sure you've had this a lot of times. But one really sticks out in my memory. Actually, I was we were doing a demo, like a, a an S, like SB demo at the works, and it was like with all the American guys, like Reese Forbes, all those guys were there, Todd Jordan, all those guys, and uh, I said John John Humphreys was a photographer on it, and yeah. Uh, and I was kind of like, amazing. yeah, really amazing photographer. So good. And I was just doing the, the, the works is that massive flat bank there at the one end. And yeah, I remember, back, I remember yeah. going up it and like doing a pop shove it and like hearing like a thing of like my board hitting the thing, my feet catching it and then him taking the photograph. And it was like, and it was like, 
It's like those yeah. little frozen moments in time. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's weird because I, and, it, and the thing is, was like, I was just like, you know, a UK guy there who was, he wasn't really taking photos of me. And then that, that photo would never end up anywhere. It wasn't like anything to do with that. It was just like that split second moment. Yeah. Of like, it's that like magic that happens and you yeah, get like those, just those caught sports that moment. people would say, oh, it's a flow moment. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? But it's yeah. just like, we're shit aligns and it's just, yeah. Well, I, I call it fucking magic. I yeah, just yeah. Think. But I was just thinking, it's like, I mean, bring that from a personal story. I'm sure you've, as a mm. photographer, you've had loads of those moments as well. Just that thing. Yeah, and everyone has some skin. together. And that's yeah. the thing that keeps you going, isn't it? You know, yeah, you have those, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh. even now with my old rickety old body who's can't even fucking <laughs> skate anymore, I can still go out in search of that. And it yeah, could yeah. be just on a slappy curb or, you yeah, know. Yeah. So you're still skating, skating a little bit and doing that stuff? and Yeah, so... So at that time when uh, I say I'd always had a bad back, I kind of had fucking so many bad fucking injuries and say, surgeries over the years. It's been, you know, some people are just unlucky. And um, I was unlucky. And um, my back had gone, had been going over the years, worse and worse and worse. And then um, obviously, you know, camera bags, and had a few slams doing, you know, going down hills, hit a chew it, and then you do a camera yeah, bag yeah, goes yeah. over your head, oh. and you do a scorpion, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually scorpion did a Danny Way on a trip in Australia on a van's trip, and um, can't fucking surf for shit. Stood up on it and thought, yeah, and it was like I was in about like three inches of water, <laughs> right. and just fucking back went. Oh, it's like, oh my god! And then like, so at that point of like um, finishing up a document having a first first kid my back was in a real fucking bad place at that time anyway that was like one of my last trips little kids and australia trips is, is a bad combo and that well. was what yeah. did it yeah that, bending screwed, over screwed mine as well yeah bending over doing yeah. fucking nappies on a newborn and then oh, fucking yeah. carrying a baby oh, yeah and my tough. back just fucking went just right. fucking went and i had i just couldn't get back on it and i remember it was one of the first times of um when we first started doing new bed and um, loads of, we did just that first one quarter pipe at Newbird digging, digging, digging trying to make it fuck my back doing that disappeared came back a month later it was done I remember riding in like oh my god it's done I can skate again I haven't, I've been on the floor literally I'd be on the floor couldn't move feeling shit like I can't even pick my baby up I can't do anything just fucked and I remember riding getting out the car and I'm like Way! and I fucking ride in Front side rock, like all twisted up. Yeah. And I just felt my spine just go, <laughs> just fucking right. go. Oh, and I was oh, like, <gasps> the worst. Yeah. I just came from like mid front side rock, just like grabbed my board and just went straight back to the car, just drove <laughs> oh, no. away. Just like, see ya, I'm fucking done. Yeah. And uh, from that point on, I was just really, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I pretty much had like eight years where I would be fucked. I would try and work. I would be in fucking agony constantly. I was just tonking painkillers constantly, trying everything. Acupuncture, acupuncture was like the only thing that really worked to actually kill the pain. Yeah, because uh, it was like disc problems. So I had sciatica. Yeah, lower yeah, yeah, yeah. lower back pain. Classic yeah. you know, LBP. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it just got worse and worse. And I just basically had like almost a decade of just on the floor trying to get through it in agony too many painkillers um and then i'd like oh i feel all right i kind of feel okay try and skate skate once fuck it again 
and it would be like maybe three months to six months. Um, and then finally got to the end, and it was just like I got like a stomach ulcer from doing too many painkillers. Oh, I was just right. okay. fucking, yeah. I was just fucked and really fucking depressed with it. Yeah. Um, I'd done everything, and I got to the end, and finally got it checked out. And they were just like, "Look, you've got degenerative discs. They're just fucking falling away. They're just bits fucking flopping off all over the shop." Um, it can be from injuries, which it, I'm pretty sure it was from those key injuries and carrying fucking crazy camera bags for years um, and uh, key fucking like horrible slams that I had, which fucked my back. And then, um, but they were like, you know, it's, it's from that, but also you can just have it, but then they can happen. And that's kind of what you're in an episode and then it can stop. And it might not happen ago. It might just, this is what you're in now and it might stop. It might continue and you're going to be fucked. And I was like, oh, fuck, great. But then like a year after getting that diagnosis, I was like, shit, it's feeling all right, man. It's feeling okay. It's not too bad. And I stopped taking all painkillers, just got into the CBD and the other, just like, that's all I'm doing. Uh, and I started swimming. I couldn't really swim. I'd do like one length of like slapping around and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> be at the other end. Yeah. So I taught myself to swim off YouTube. Oh, right. Okay. And um, I've done exactly the same sw- thing, to be honest. Last four years, I've been swimming like three times a week and it's Fuck. fucking been really good. For I me, fucking yeah. did everything. Like yeah. you name it, I did it. And yeah. swimming just reset everything. And I did it religiously. I'd go like three times a week. I do like fucking 70 lengths, just like real fucking stretching and just looking at like form on YouTube of like how to stretch and twist and all this stuff. And it was better than anything I did. And within literally two months of doing that, I was like, fuck, I can fucking, I feel all right. I feel like I can skate. When I, from literally hobbling to skating again, and I've been skating ever since. And I'll, you know, it's my back's still fucked and it hurts every single day. I have to drag myself out of bed. I can't like sit still very long. I can't, you know, I can't do anything with it really. And I'll skate and then I'll be fucked for like, you know, that week. And then I can skate again the next week. If I slam, oh my God, it's just like a made of crystal, you know, it just like goes right through every, every bone in my body and I'm fucked. But, it's fucking amazing. Like to have like almost like eight years where I'd just be like on the floor, skate on the floor, on the floor, skate on the floor. So like going out and being able to slam, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like at least like I feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's good to feel alive. (laughs) Drag yourself off. I had that thing in lockdown. I was going to skate with um, one of my kids just over. There's a, there's a little car park opposite us, just a, a little bit over the road. And, uh, and I'd, we'd just go up there and skate around and, yeah, you just, just pin it back because it was empty because there was no, you know, no uh, no cars and stuff like that. And there was one day there was, like, just pine cones everywhere and I just did the classic <laughs> hitting a pine cone, you know, and I'm not seriously not done that for 10 years and it just put me on the floor. I just went yeah. down and I was kind of like, and it was weird. I kind of had that thing. It was like, you have that minute of, like, oh, I'm all right. I'm, all right. I'm, not, I'm not hurt anything. And he kind of, like... I can't kind of miss this. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that stuff you and kind by, of like... By doing it though, you lose, I've got, I really noticed, I've thought, you lose that like rigidity in your body, in your body yeah. Yeah, to yeah, take yeah. those slams. Oh, totally. So when, yeah. you, when I slam now, I'm just like, yeah. everything just flaps around and fucking gives <laughs> yeah. way. And it's like... <laughs> and uh, 
you know, it just skating more of kind of starting to get that back where I can right, like yeah. take a slam and it yeah. fucks me, but yeah, a bit yeah, yeah, tougher, like yeah, just kind of. But especially with an injury like too. like back injuries, it's like it's one of those things. It's 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 such a knock on your confidence, like a physical confidence for everything, you know. Because oh. I was like, because I've I was only really well, I've been a start working again a little bit in retail now, just a in town in North Face, but it's been all right. But like before that, I was like a full-time dad for yeah, 14 years or something like that. So it's like, uh, it's, yeah. it's physically, it's really hard work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and that's that was kind of what I was doing not, between doing yeah. all this freelance work yeah, all yeah, that time. Completely. I was just like dad in it. Yeah. And I was just, fucking you know, yeah, and that's oh not God, like, I've got, to, well, I've got to bend over and show you how to exactly, ride a bike. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And like, I was thinking that... about them falling off the bike and thinking yeah, about yeah. me bending over. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> oh, you fall fuck. over, you'll be fine. You're 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 mainly cart you're mainly cartilage, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's just like and that was one of the things just lifting the kids up and because you don't yeah. you do, you've, you've got one on your hip for fucking hours a day and it's like you don't notice yeah, and you just get feeling the day and you're shitty like, oh, like they're like, Dad, can we play? Chase me and I'm like, I can't fucking run. Yeah. I can barely walk. Like just like yeah, but yeah, so it's cool. Uh, you know, I just skate curbs and go to Newbird. You know, luckily we've got Newbird here, so I skate Newbird uh, generally in the summer because it's piss wet through in the winter. But um, yeah, it's rad. You know, people are still skating here and skate with Russ a lot from you know Russ Russ Longmire who does you know Weasel Russ Weasel who does Mersey Grit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Skate with him a lot, and right? Craig, Craig's Burns, and Frost still frosty a lot. He's, he's still skating. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. That's amazing. I'm just fucking feel blessed to still be doing it, you know. Yeah, completely. and now yeah, and still and kind of picked it up. I didn't sh- again. I didn't shoot any skate photos during that time, and um, yeah, it just seemed. I don't even know why I started shooting skate photos. It was just like the opportunity. A lot different opportunities aligned, and it seemed like um, I did. I think I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to force it and be like, "Oh, I'm going to go out and shoot photos because that's what I do." And it wasn't right. And then uh, my first thing back was the uh, Jasper Dawson Clough's interview for Vague. Oh right, so I did like amazing. two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I just naturally because he skates for Mersey Grit, I just started like skating with him and. He's a local kid from uh, North Wales and he's fucking special. Like, you know, and you're just like, fuck, this guy is like something else. And we kind of looked at skating and my approach to it the same way. And it, it, my approach to skate photography as well, actually, from having like eight years off has really changed. Right, it's become okay. even more collaborative, you know, and I'd be sure. like, what yeah. is it we're going to do? Like, let's yeah. do something to this, you know, just like, if it comes to just like painting a spot, you know, or going at a certain time and making it how that they want it. And also kind of not having the bit where like, okay, I'll just do whatever you want to get the picture. Sure. Like I'll say, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't have it, to do this anymore. So yeah, they'll go, well, shoot this more, picture? Yeah, and I'll go, yeah. um, nah. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, nah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to do it. I, I don't think it'd be that good. But I think this would be pretty fucking cool if you tried this, or maybe we should change the spot in this way and do this. And that's kind of gone with him. It became like a dialogue, and then we ended up with like an interview, and and then um, and then yeah, with him again, and then we got the cover of Skateboarders Companion recently again, oh, Jasper. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just really selective who I skate with and sure. who I shoot pictures with and why I do it. Right. I have questioned kind of why I shoot a picture now rather than it will look cool. 
Like, well, I think there's that thing of, you know, the, the mindset you're in when you're working at a mag and it's like you've got to fill so much space and you've got to yeah. do this and you've got to do that. And it's when it's get, you get to your point, it's like, you know, it's a, it's more of a passion thing now and a thing that you're, you know, obviously yeah, professionally Purely do, for love. Yeah, yeah. yeah for love purely and, for love. Know. Nothing else at all. Yeah, just completely, yeah. So um, that must must change how you how you approach it and stuff like that. That's amazing. Mm, yeah, so, I, I I absolutely love it. I love it probably more than I ever loved taking skate photos. Yeah, but it's much. It's so rare, and I'm yeah. really really selective. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think I've actually pissed off quite a few people right, as well because okay. I'm just really picky and a bit a bit like. But that's, but that's oh, no, I'm not like this. Yeah, but that's like a good thing. It's like you, it's like you, you, if you're if you're that experienced to know it's like exactly what you want to shoot, then that's like you're only gonna you know, you're not gonna be on those you know damp afternoons that we've all been on <laughs> in those situations of a bit of trawling around skate spots of like you know. Yeah, when you're trying to force it. Yeah, yeah, completely. Oh god, those force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I want to um, get a picture. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's amazing. Cool. Well, we've done, like, yeah, well enough time now. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I want to carry on. I did text Percy and I said, should, should, is there any questions I should ask you? Uh, and he said, what did he say? He said, ask him about the pro skaters he threatened to dump at the side of the road because they wanted to go shopping in London. <laughs> I don't know if I should name the names. <laughs> so this has got a good link, actually. Okay. So this links up to the end of Ben Powell's last one. Oh, does with, it? Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Neil Irwin. Yeah, yeah. So me and Neil did a lot of tours. He became like driver for New Deal, and yeah, we would yeah, do. Yeah. We did. Um, he'd do it for Cyborg and I, but it became kind of predominantly with us. And me and Neil did a lot of those trips. Fucking what a cool guy! Like so hilarious, yeah, so dry. Yeah, just fucking hilarious. Just yeah, kill you, kill you with like a couple of words. Just amazing. Anyway, um, oh god, do I? St- I'm not gonna say who it was. People out there know who it was because I've I've told this story over and over again. So we'd gone over to um, picked them up in London, and they were pissing and whinging the whole time. And um, these are like fucking A grade, like at top of their game at the time. Fucking big, big fucking deals, uh, making a lot of money. Um, so we went spot to spot to spot, and they were just being like, uh, being kind of elusive, trying to kind of ditch us in London a little bit. Right. Okay. What the fuck is the deal here? We get somewhere like, nah, not feeling it. Get back in the van. Nah, not feeling it all the way to basically like every spot all the way up to Newcastle. So we're in Newcastle, been on the road for like four days, not maybe one photo. I think we'd shot one photo and it was three of them. And we got to this place and we were getting food. He, uh, Neil was driving, obviously I was taking pictures and he was out on his phone or gone to the shop or something, Neil. And they were, we'd just finished like getting some food or something. Or they'd gone off to get food and we were waiting for them. It was like, fuck it up. And they didn't realize that I was sat there, yeah. like to the side. And I was yeah. just like being like, just <laughs> sat there, <laughs> fucking earwigging, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm going, yeah, fuck these guys, man. Fuck this. What we'll do. Because we didn't know that they'd actually flown their wives into London to oh, meet right. them. Okay. And they were like, we'll just tell these guys that we're not into this and there. 
we'll make them drive us back to London. And then when we get to London, we'll just fuck them off and we'll go shopping with the wives, man. And we were, I was like, what? Fuck. So I just like got crept out and I was like, Neil, Neil, hey, check this out. So I told him and he was like, fucking hell. I was like, right, what we're going to do here? I was like, let's go and phone Gunner, New Deal, and let's get Gunner. Well, I will, because I know him. It's his call, because it's his distro, you know what I mean? To phone Jim, Jim at Deluxe. Yep. So there's another little, narrow it down <laughs> for you. So we go and phone him, and, and Gunner's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll, give him, I'll call him. So then he calls Jim, and he comes back, and he's just like, he just said, um, no, 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 he knows you guys are cool. Just fucking do what you want with them. Just fucking do what you want. And I was like, right, fucking hell, amazing. So then they come out of this place all like, yeah, okay, yeah. All like acting all fresh. Like, yeah, we're, are you feeling all right, man? You're all good. And like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, um, um, yeah, okay. And then they get in the van. And I was just like, right, to Neil, to before we got in the van, I was like, Neil, right, what we're going to do is we're going to just fucking drive him to the train station. And we'll just fucking pull up at the station and we'll tell him to get the fuck out the van and be like, there's the fucking train to London. It's fucking 80 quid. Fuck off. See you later. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, go on. Jim said it's cool. Let's do it. <laughs> so we pull up at the van and they're like, what are we doing here? And we're literally like inside the station. Just pull up and we're like, train to London's there. Go on, fuck off. And he's like, what? And we're like, fuck off. You go shopping with your wives. I heard you in the fucking place. Fuck off. And they're like, what? You come fucking. I was like, I've just been on the phone to Jim. He said to fuck you off and do whatever we like. We're cool. So get on the train and fucking go. You've got about 10 minutes. It's 85 quid. And they were like, oh, no, 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 man. No, no, no. Oh, no I think we're going to go on. We've got our wires crossed a little bit. I was like, nah. I was sat next to you. You just didn't see me. I heard every word you said. And they were like, oh, sorry, man. Oh, fuck. Well, really, really fucking up. And they were just fucking totally humble and then just fucking skate their asses off. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. They turned yeah. it around. They were like, let's go to the spot. Took them to fucking five bridges. Took them to... D- d-. And then that was it. Like, they fucking got, like, a bunch of stuff. It was so funny, though. They just went white. They were like, what? Was and we were like, me and him at the front of the van, looking back, going, yeah. come on, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh shit at least but they yeah, pulled out the bag you know, at the end that's all right but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. unfortunately it was quite so, a lot of that that was one of the that was the only downside of doing that job for so long was right, when you yeah. came you know like i was talking about like when the energy was amazing and yeah 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 doing something feel like you're doing something special yeah and when you didn't feel almost feel like you're like fucking dragging someone around you know and that's it oh, i think man, that's the thing is, or in like to be like Oh, can't get going. Oh, can you, yeah, you're driving yeah. someone to a fucking weed dealer, sitting outside. They come out, then they get stoned, then you drive them to a spot, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm not feeling. Oh, maybe tomorrow, man." And you're like, "Fuck! I've just wasted a whole fucking day." And like, yeah, yeah. I think that's the know, thing as well. It's like sometimes it's like that that difference between being from like a UK scene, which is pretty, you know, the spots aren't perfect and all that kind of stuff, and a lot, uh, especially a lot of like American guys of or American skaters. I've been in situations where it's all pretty, you know, everything's pretty smooth, everything's pretty easy, you know, mm. and especially guys who've been on like a good money and like people just picking up the picking up the check for dinner every night and all that kind of stuff. And then, because you kind of have to work. Yeah, a lot of people got on that gravy train a little bit. Yeah, 
At least you have to work for it in the UK if you're skating, you know, a lot of spots and stuff like that. It's different, different stuff, but yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a good, a good, a good little anecdote to, <laughs> to wrap up on. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You have to have end everyone now with a Neil Irwin <laughs> anecdote. Then, then the last, the last one of the season, we'll get him on, and it'll just do like corroborate everyone. Oh my God, yeah. he's got so many because he's got such. He's one of those dudes who's got a really good memory. He can just remember fucking stories yeah, and stories yeah, yeah. with like every line. <laughs> I'm just terrible. I just can't remember any of that yeah. shit. But oh, fucking bad at that as well. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Cheers, mate. Really good to see you, Joel. You too, man. And I, I fucking, well, I hope it's not another fucking 12 years before we have, like, bump into each other at some point again. But I kind of think, I keep thinking, like, I really, you know, I really hope socially somehow we can, like, people can all get together somehow because it's just like, I, I feel it's just, uh, there's so many people I haven't seen for so long and it's just been, been mental. Just, well, COVID as well, but, you know. Yeah. Just general. I just don't know how that yeah. would happen again, but um, I know it it's kind of like good. that's the thing I was like talking to Ben about the other week. Is like you know, just like those skate covers were always amazing for that. Like, you just go and everybody, yeah. there and you see everybody, and it's like you know, yeah. You especially know. like those was you know Wakefield comps, which was yeah. like you know, I think that was the first place I met you and your yeah, brother yeah, especially, yeah. and um, yeah. just fucking amazing, weren't they? they were, and they were just constant. It seemed like there was a comp every three weeks, and you'd go there every two weeks skate there normally the next week there'd be a comp you'd have a week off to be another it was just like and then there'd be radlands it was just yeah i hope you i hope the teaching's going good and yeah 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 it's just get through it and any um any skate photographers want to come and do a, a degree <laughs> <laughs> well like, yeah. i'm sure it won't be long that's what i'm like, trying to that's, that's what like i really a, like to do because i've got it on small numbers so yeah i'd really like to try yeah. and do a specialist yeah course in the uk yeah. that's like kind of what i'm really trying to do so yeah that's anyone out there who really wants to maybe study photography at degree level but do do skate stuff yeah that's great that's great amazing that'd be give amazing. us a shout yeah definitely amazing i was stoked to have a All photo right, on your website as well by the way I, I was looking through and i was like oh shit that's what i mean <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah bristol yeah it was in bristol i can fucking I was looking at that. I was like, oh, back so many of that thing. I was just thinking, why didn't I fucking grind that rail or why didn't I like pop over boards? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> After it's the a fact, sick little spot look. though. I never yeah, saw anyone skate that spot and you were yeah. like, yeah, yeah, just here. And it was just, just round by 50 50. And yeah, I was like, yeah, it wasn't far away. The fuck has yeah, yeah. no one skate this spot? Why do I not I know think it? Wainwright may have ollied it at some point, but I don't know, maybe, yeah. But he's ollied most stuff in Bristol, to be quite honest. But yeah, yeah. I can ollie <laughs> the world. Yeah. Amazing. Nice one. Cheers, man. Cheers, really good to see you. I'll speak to you soon, man. Thanks to Kingy for being my guest this episode. You can find out more about his work by following the links in this podcast description. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening by searching for the Skate Creative Podcast. And if you have time, please leave us a review. It helps the podcast be more visible and reach more listeners. You can follow us on Instagram at the Skate Creative Podcast for more information about up and coming guests and episodes. I'll be back in two weeks' time to talk to another interesting person about skateboarding and creativity. I do hope you'll join me then. If you have been, thanks very much for listening.